We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Hello, this is Eric Stearns, also known as White Soaring Eagle in the shamanic and music world, and I want to wish Rob McConnell and you and yours, all the listeners out there to the Egg Zone Radio Show, a very happy holidays and a really awesome 2010 coming up. Thank you very much, guys. Talk to you later. Well, since he don't know what he want to say, welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. That is our portal into the many sites that we have, including the new XZBN.net that shows you all the satellites that this show is on because people think that a lot of these shows are podcast only. Well, we archive for podcast. We also archive on MP3. We also archive on other formats. But we are a real bonafide radio show, Exxon Nation. And to see the satellites and the footprint that we do cover, which is worldwide, go to www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour is Joseph Peterson. We're going to be talking about Arbitel, concerning the magic of the ancients. And Joseph, Joe, welcome back to the Exxon. How are things where you are? Very good, thank you. Tell me, Arbitel, can you tell me uh, what Arbitel is? Arbitel is a, a little book on magic, which was written in the 1600s. Century mm-hmm. and um, it succinctly summarizes um, all that was known at that point of different types of, of magic, um, different magic systems. So it's a, it, it also includes its own little uh, system for um, spiritual advancement and communicating with angels and bet- using spiritual forces to better your life. Who was the original author of the Arbitel, and how long has it been around? Well, um, it looks like it was written in the 1570 time frame, 1575. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original author and publisher 
uh, remained anonymous and um, wisely so because it, uh, when it was published, it immediately launched a, an investigation by the church and and um, caused quite a, a stir. But um, we can actually tell that who the publisher was um, based on the the um, unique elements in the in the way the book was produced and. Um, it turns out that it was a publisher named Peter Perna, and he published a lot of uh, esoteric literature and, and also um, related books in, the, in that time frame. Um, so the, as far as the author itself, um, there's, there's really been very little information on it. I, my investigations, I, I uh, think the most likely candidate is... Uh, a man named Jacques Gohuri, and I think that for for a number of reasons. But um, he was a um, kind of a intellectual omnivore and mm-hmm. wrote on a lot of the same subjects, only in more detail, and has a the same very same uh, literary style, command of the same sources, and uh, he actually started up a um, a little. Um, group that in uh, in Paris for discussing these subjects and Arbatel is uh, very much seems like a, a syllabus for a group of people getting together to discuss these things. Um, so I think he fits pretty closely um, to what I would envision the the actual author, uh, whether it's him or not, or is uh, speculation at this point. And I have have not seen any scholars that have ventured a. a any other speculations. Joe, please stand by. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. We'll be right back. Joseph Peterson is my special guest, Exonation. We're talking about Arbitel concerning the magic of the ancients. His website is www.esotericarchives.com. That's www.esotericarchives.com. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is 1-800-610-7035. That is toll-free worldwide. 1-800-610-7035. Email xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website portal, www.xzoneradiotv.com. My name is Rob McConnell. Joseph Peterson is my special guest this hour. And we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network. Welcome back, everyone. Joseph Peterson is my special guest this hour. www.esotericarchives.com. We're talking about Arbitel 
concerning the magic of the ancients. And as you and I were discussing uh, during the commercial break off air, Joseph, the year 1575, when the Arbitel was first published, it kind of makes the Arbitel the very first print chat room in comp- you know, equal to the uh, online chat rooms we have today. And can you imagine the impact that the Arbitel would have had worldwide if the internet was available to those people way back in 1575 or when the when the Arbitel was published first in English in 1655? Oh yeah, it was uh, tremendously influential even in print form and practically nobody since has been able to talk on the, the subject without having a, uh, at least some knowledge of Arbitel. What are some of the topics that are covered? Uh, we talked to you, talked briefly about um, about uh, angels, about uh, meditation, and what was the main reason why the author, who wanted to remain anonymous because of the retribution of the church at that time on such books, what was he trying to get out? What message was he trying to to share? Well, of course, the um, the overlying message is that it's possible to. Um, have a relationship uh, and direct experience of the super of the spiritual world mm-hmm. um, uh, you, that you don't have to uh, rely on the authorities you can um, seek seek out uh, direct information on this and um, and the, the the main topic um, was the, the sort of the Renaissance attitude towards um, towards life which is that all all things in the universe are are connected and um, that, uh, as such, they try to integrate um, all of the elements of their lives, including mm-hmm. religion and science. And uh, the art of memory was ex- extremely um, influential. Um, music, magic, all of these things were cons- considered different aspects of of, uh, of the same thing, and they tried to integrate. Uh, these different threads in their lives. So that's, that's kind of the underlying principle of it. How far have we come since 1575 in getting the word out to the masses on the esoteric and the other possibilities that, that have been suppressed by religious organizations throughout the years? Well, of course, a lot of this information has been available. Um, and even widely distributed, not just uh, to the intellectuals and such, but um, for, for the most part, a lot of it has been um, mm-hmm. isolated uh, to research libraries and things like that. And with the Internet now, it's, there's tremendous amount of source material available that hadn't been um, readily accessible. And that's part of why I put together the website, is just, just to... Um, make um, kind of the some of the t- texts that I had mm-hmm. found most useful of, available to a wider audience. Angels have been talked about for hundreds of years. You'll have to excuse me, I'm just going through a coughing spell over here. How have angels changed over the the hundreds of years since people have been talking about them have they have they changed or are they still the exact same as they were way back let's go to uh, 1575 well the um, I think everyone 
who wrote about it has a, a little bit different take on it. But mm-hmm. for the most part, um, people were struggling with what the actual nature of these um, supernatural beings was and, and whether they had their own agenda, whether they were generally beneficent to, to people or hostile or, um, you know, the exact nature was is always people are trying to understand. But it's, um, I think the, the speculations have been pretty consistent going back thousands of years. What has been the one thing in the Arbitral that you have found that has been most, most amazing, most... Oh. Um, well, one of the things that interests me the most about it is the, the mnemonics system, um, which seems to be uh, a common theme with, with the Renaissance um, esoterica, mm-hmm. namely that if you have a, a, in a, memor- a memory system, a uh, system for memorizing things that you can organize all of your knowledge and, and um, make it makes it uh, useful to, for just for recall but also kind of organizes your whole spiritual being in, in, and uh, so that the uh, the memory system should reflect uh, some kind of cosmic reality and uh, that's one of the main themes of a lot of this literature including our Patel and um, so that's that's proven to be a very interesting element for me are we getting any closer to what the truth of the esoteric message really is or the lessons that we need to learn in order to advance to the next evolutionary state of our being? I don't know that we're getting any closer to it. Um, I think it's a, it's a, an abstract or a, um, it, it can't, it's something that's infinite and can't be... Um, quantified in, a, in exact terms. So, so people are uh, given a variety of different messages to try and get beyond the concrete. But um, there's definitely a big gulf to, to cross to get there. Joseph Peterson is my special guest of this hour, Exo Nation. His website is www.esotericarchives.com. Dot com. Joseph, I'm going to ask you the same question that I ask all the people who come on this show. Why do you think in today's society, the year 29 going into 2010, people are looking at the esoteric or the alternative uh, philosophies for answers they can't find anywhere else? Well, I think part of, part of our makeup is the spiritual elements that are definitely not being... Um, addressed by by a lot of the conventional uh, systems that, that we deal with every day. And uh, so there, I think there is a void. Um, one example of, of that is I think there's a void uh, that people feel from lack of ritual. And, and so they fill, tend to fill in other uh, ritual elements uh, that they're not getting otherwise. And I think the same thing um, is that experienced in uh, in terms of spirituality and uh, experience of spiritual realms. 
1-800-610-7035 is toll-free worldwide on the Exxon Broadcast Network. My special guest is Joseph Peterson. His website is www.esotericarchives.com. In the many archives that you have at your website, esotericarchives.com, is there any one part of esoteria that you focus on? Well, I kind of got started with this because of uh, the writings of John Dee, and um, that's that's kind of been the center focus, and all of the rest of the texts that I have out there are like concentric circles around the, the uh, writings and life of John Dee. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, that's kind of how, how I um, got started on the whole thing and um, how, uh, how the ele- different elements out there relate to each other. When you go out talking to people, I, I know that you've also written the sixth and seventh books of Moses, uh, let's see, John Dee's first books of mystery, and the Lesser Key of Solomon. What are some of the questions that people who get to meet you after reading your books are just dying to ask? Uh, well, good question. Um, I, um, I, I'm drawing a blank on that. I don't... I don't know that I get a, a a typical type of question from the from the audience. All right, mine would be: What are the sixth and seventh books of Moses about? Is it are these books that are not incorporated into the Bible? Um, the the sixth and seventh books of Moses are um, pur- purportedly to, uh, additional books of Moses beyond the five that are included in the Bible. Um, yes, absolutely, and it um, is what the the topic of it is the the different magical techniques that Moses used to to overcome the the um, magicians that uh, Pharaoh uh, threw at him, and some of the miraculous feats that Moses performed in the Bible are um, are reportedly explained in the six seventh books of Moses. Now I know there is a lot of uh talk now within the scientific community about how Moses did perform the so-called miracles. Being an expert and researcher and investigator in the esoteric realms and magical realms, were they really miracles or were they just events that were not known in that day but have been successfully explained by science? Well, I think you can come up with scientific explanations, mm-hmm. um, whether they're, you know, completely satisfying the scientific explanations for various things um, or not. I, is, you know, of course, a subject to question. But um, I think there are there are spiritual elements there as well that uh, that can't be that uh, thus explained. So would you say it's a matter of the reader's interpretation and their their own belief system? Yeah, I think the the writings are basically about uh, Moses and mm-hmm. uh, and the Israelites' relationship to God more than anything. And the, the indiv- individual events, um, even back then, were seen as reflecting um, the uh, things that are happening in the spiritual world. All right, Joseph, stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back after the news. Joseph Peterson is my special guest. www.esotericarchives.com. And we're talking about Arbitel. 
Concerning the magic of the ancients. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Axon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. And we'll be back on the other side of this break with, once again, my special guest this hour, Joseph Peterson, esotericarchives.com, as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network. Greetings, Exxon Nation. This is Dr. Len Saputo, author of A Return to Healing, wishing Rob, Laura, all worldwide listeners of the Exxon Nation a very Merry Christmas and a healthy, prosperous, and spiritually filled New Year. We'll be talking together again soon. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Splenza, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the Exxon. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. It's that time of year when families gather together to reopen old feelings, and Silver Bell Records is proud to present A Dysfunctional Family Christmas. This is the album your family is sure to cherish for Christmases to come. Christmas time, you force a smile. Everyone is joining in the group denial. Folks behaving infantile. Family Christmas time. Hit after dysfunctional hit. Songs like the almost perfect Christmas. Dinner is perfect, the presents are perfect, the tree and the parlor is a perfect one. Then your brother yells at your mother, Christmas is ruined for everyone. Get timeless favorites like Someday I'll Get Christmas Right. I've got my drinking under control for the holidays. Peace on Earth, where? And the daughter's saw. Presents and wrapping paper, ribbons and bows and all that stuff. Why do we even bother? Nothing we get you is good enough. And this country Christmas classic. Every Christmas when you got drunk, I told the children you were not drunk. And I said, Tommy, you're not being bad. It's just that Christmas makes your mommy mad. You'll get, can't you let it drop? It's Christmas. What I want, you can't buy me. Fruitcake and shame. And why am I the only one who knows what Christmas really means? And many more. Underneath the mistletoe, it's a two-by-two jingle bell world. And underneath all those extra pounds is a very pretty girl. standards, including the classic Carol of Intimacy. Leave me alone, please go away, I'm doing fine, just get away. Leave me alone, please go away, I'm doing fine, just get away. Leave me alone, please go away, I'm doing fine, just get away. To order, call 1-800-GET-HELP today. Operators are standing by. 
I'm still waiting to get my copy. As soon as I get it, I'll play a couple of cuts off there. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the all-new X-Zone Broadcast Network. 1-800-610-7035 is toll-free worldwide. Email X-Zone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website www.exoneradiotv.com. That's our portal site that'll bring you to the many sites that we here at the Exone Nation have. My guest this hour is Joseph Peterson. We're talking about Arbitel concerning the magic of the ancients. What else can you tell us about the magic of the ancients, Joseph? Well, the um, Arbitel has um, uh, summaries of of different ancient techniques, but they're very, very brief. Mm-hmm. Um, so he talks uh, briefly about the the Druids and um, uh, the the ancient Greeks and things of that nature, um, and um, doesn't go into a lot of detail in the Arbitel itself. But um, it's it's clear that the author was very knowledgeable about all these areas. And a question for you about the. Uh, sixth and seventh book of Moses. What what is involved or what is included in these two books? That well, the, go ahead. No, no, that that we don't know from the Bible. Well, the the sixth and seventh books of Moses was um, as uh, as I published it has um, a lot of different versions of this these same two texts. Um, which are the, the, the different variations of the six and seven books of Moses, plus a lot of uh, related material that were that was published in the um, uh, in the previous century or two, um, with with older elements clearly, but it um, so it has different uh, uh, correct uh, different. Um, incantations and and uh, symbols that were used uh, purportedly used by Moses and mm-hmm. could be used um, you know by practitioners of the of the book as well uh, to for, to benefit various aspects of their lives in the in the sixth and seventh book of Moses does does he talk about the Ark of the Covenant yeah the Ark of the Covenant is is discussed but most of the the six and seven books of Moses doesn't go into a lot of a detail explaining mm-hmm. the the different aspects. It's just you know this is the these are the the words to say and this is these are the symbols to use to achieve these effects. But it doesn't really ex- go into the explanation very much. Now there is a uh, a detailed uh, introduction that was written by a Joseph Enemoser that went into the various uh, biblical passages and and. Uh, went into more details on the different uh, elements of, of Jewish magic that are found in the Bible. Is, 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 there a, is there a big difference in between a Jewish magic and, let's say, black magic or other forms of magic that have been found throughout history? Well, there was a, a wide range of, of Jewish magical practices, um, some of which were were more um, white magic, what you commonly think of as white magic, and some of it was more sinister. And um, so 
but but you can find elements of a wide spectrum of things and uh one of the things i found most interesting in in all of this is that there really is a ton of source material uh that's available and um and it's uh not you know not printed so um in in uh, for example the of uh jewish magic there's a collection of of uh some 300,000 texts that were discovered in the uh what what's referred to as a geniza which mm-hmm. is a, a little storeroom that is commonly used um by Jews for disposal of sacred texts because uh the texts don't contain uh, because the texts contain um sacred names it was you couldn't throw them out it was sacrilege to throw them out so the practice was that they would uh bring them to the synagogue and it would get put into this little uh geniza or storage room and then uh, periodically the the authorities would take all the materials and they'd give it a proper burial and one of these stashes was uh was discovered um I don't remember the exact date it was discovered, but um, it, it has, like I say, th- some 300,000 manuscripts, many of which deal with Jewish magic. And and um, one of the texts that's included in the six and seven books of Moses, uh, which is how I became more familiar with this, is uh, a book describing the mystical uses of the Psalms or practical uses of the Psalms. So each Psalm would have a, a you know different purpose that you could um, recited for for practical purposes, and it turns out that the Cairo Geniza has um, dozens of of texts um, in the same in the same tradition and uh, different versions of this uses of the Psalm mm-hmm. book, and uh, so just a, a tremendous wealth of material that's unexplored. So tell me, uh, during your research, have you seen any? magical a magical incantation or magical spell that in your opinion would have the church wanting to put a, a clamp on all of this well i think the church um the various uh, authorities have not just the church but various authorities have thought this a lot of this stuff to be dangerous because they uh they do kind of as, as we said earlier they do kind of um, advocate uh, uh, individual uh, seeking access to the to these things and not not um, relying solely on the uh, on the authorities, relying on the priests or relying on the rabbis or, or the um, the secular authorities for for all the answers. So it was threatening in that respect. But as far as any incantation that would be, uh, you know used by by a christian for whatever purpose well is isn't prayer a type of magic yes and there's there's um a certain you could interpret all of the the uh, biblical events as um as either being miracles or being magic and it's really the same thing using different different words and i think you're you're talking about the same thing yeah so it's amazing that the church would want to put a kibosh on this, especially since there was 
there was nothing different than what they were doing. And in fact, you know, you've got statues in church. People pray to statues. And isn't that, idol? you know, it wasn't this one of the big things that was a no-no in the Ten Commandments? You know, it's fire, uh, you know, fire in front, burning a candle in front of a statue, I thought was part of what Moses said that God did not want was anybody to worshiping, worship an idol. Yes. Um, well, uh, and of course, there, there were the, the authorities had specific ways that they wanted the the rituals to be performed, yeah. and their their specific rituals, and anything that kind of strayed outside of that narrow definition uh, was a threat to their authority. Tell me about your book, The Lesser Key of Sol- uh, Solomon. Well, the Lesser Key of Solomon is interesting. It's a it's a, again a collection of five different texts. Um, it deals more specifically with um, communicating, um, communicating with uh, angels and demons, and um, a lot of the techniques that are described in there were uh, very similar to techniques that John Dee used for um, his experiments with angel communication, and that's kind of how I started to uh, become interested in that and the various um, the oldest of them is the Ars Notoria, which uh, D clearly had a copy of and, and was was widely uh, distributed in the Middle Ages, and um, so it, um, you know, some of the techniques are um, are more like the um, mm-hmm. the the sinister demon communications and. And some of them are more um, uh, more of an innocuous nature. So, did John D. have any success in his uh, experimentations with angel communication? Well, he, yes, he communic- He he wrote the probably the first detailed records of the results of his experiments, and he had uh, thousands of pages of of um, material that that he. Um, that wrote down as a result of these angel communications, mm-hmm. and um, so that that's really the how I got started on this is that um, just trying to understand, you know, how how useful was this to him? What it, what does it mean when he's talking about this holy table, for instance? And and um, so that kind of launched me on my um, research project that uh, that started the whole thing. What kind of experiments did John D. use to communicate with angels? Well, John D. had um, originally uh, a set of prayers that he composed to um, to, to try to uh, uh, asking God for help with communications and for um, knowledge of some of the subjects that he was uh, studying and. What he went about doing was uh, fairly typical of uh, of the time, and actually going back hundreds of years prior, uh, was which was to use scrying or um, gazing into a, a reflective surface. and And John Dee had um, numerous crystal balls and and uh, apparently a, an obsidian mirror and other media that he used to uh, to try to. Um, Directly communicate with the with the beings, and he kind of um, 
develop different techniques to try to improve the communications, um, to try to pre prevent um, deception. Uh, uh, some of the, the beings that he communicated with um, would, would, be, would prove um, deceptive, and so he tried to ref, uh, refine his techniques to try and uh, improve the results. So it sounds that he was very concerned that not only the angels would have access to the communication, but also the the demonic forces, and that you know this channel wasn't secure, so to speak. Oh, ab absolutely. That's kind of a common theme throughout all of this literature, too. And and uh, and actually, in um, in modern times, the the ability to scry turns out to be a psychological phenomenon that that. Uh, Pretty much anybody can learn to to uh, to do, but the question is how accurate is it, and and uh, how beneficial is it, and so the different these different techniques are designed to try to uh, to improve that. All right, Joseph, please stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Joseph Patterson is our special. Peterson is our special guest. I'm sorry, Joseph Peterson www.esotericarchives.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon, and we're coming to you live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. 1-800-610-7035 is toll-free. X-Zone at xzoneradiotv.com is the email address on MSN Messenger. xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com and our website portal www.xzoneradiotv.com. Joseph Peterson is our guest. He is the gentleman behind the Arbitel. Concerning the Magic of the Ancients, it was first published in 1575, then republished and translated in English in 1655. And I, I would imagine, based on what you and I have discussed over the last hour, Joseph, that it really shook a lot of people. And what was, you know, we, we can only imagine what John Q. Public said when they were able to get this book in their hand. And, and it basically shook their very religious beliefs at their foundations. Yeah, it really did, and um, a lot of uh, important mystics and philosophers um, picked up on it right away and, and developed uh, their their whole thinking was uh, 
influenced by it, and you can see that in the ratings of, as I mentioned, John mm-hmm. D., um, uh, the, the um, mystic uh, Jakob Boma, um, uh, Steiner, Rudolf Steiner, and, um, uh, and more modern um, writers as well. Any more books coming out for the year 2010? Well, um, timing is always um, a question on a lot of these things. I've been working on a translation of the Key of Solomon for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. I expect that's going to take a while to complete. Um, I, probably the one that's closest at this point is uh, I'm doing a translation of the Sworn Book of Anurius, which is a very influential uh, medieval grimoire. And um, I found uh, uh, that to be extremely fascinating also, especially the portions um, that have not been previously translated into English. Um, so that's, uh, that's uh, forthcoming. I'm uh, also working on mm-hmm. um, a little fortune-telling game that was popular in the, in the 15th, 16th century called the Book of Fortune, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. It, it has some elements that are... Uh, similar to uh, some of the mnemonic and um, magic system of Arbitel. So um, I started researching that, and I hope to publish that at some point here in 2010. Joseph, I want to uh, take this opportunity of thanking you very much, and to you and yours, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Well, thank you. Uh, Happy New Year and Merry Christmas to you, too. All right. Joseph Peterson has been our guest of this hour. Exonation, www.esotericarchives.com. That's www.esotericarchives.com. In the next hour, I'll be speaking to Raymond Buckland. We're going to be talking about ghosts. And in the final hour of tonight's show, Colleen Dietzman and I will be discussing everything that this young lady talks about especially seeing in the dark how to claim your own shamanic power now and in the coming age this is the exxon on the talk star radio network which is now one of our affiliate carriers but everything now is going through our one massive network exxon broadcast network i'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue right here from our studios in hamilton ontario canada 